Let's get going anyway. Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Adrian, here with a man who didn't used to be so brave. But once upon a time, he touched a big rock. And he felt bolder. I'm remote. Yeah, you are. This is part two of the series, Drama, Drama Queens, Drama Kings, with an episode titled... The king. Our scripture today, as last time was, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11. But as for you, men of God, shun all this. Aim at righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Delicious. Delicious indeed. So let's get, oh, I forgot. Ramonness. So let's get this podcast on the road. That's what we call a callback. Not we, but whoever does jokes professionally. All right, let's get this podcast on the road. So last time we were talking about how uh, we can be kind of drama kings about things, you know, be a little dramatic about certain things. And by, by all means, you know, that let's, let's acknowledge the difference between grit and, and keep trying to keep going when we shouldn't. All right, we acknowledged it. For the most part, people just end up whining about things that they shouldn't be whining. We talked about how in my profession, like people whine a lot, um, like a lot, and they shouldn't. And in your profession, whining's not really allowed. You know, I, I, that those are the things that kind of stuck out for me. And then this time, you know, it's like, who do we think we are to not go through inconveniences? You know, I think that that's one of the things that we uh, that we should carry with us, you know? It's like we we look at we look at the one we follow. You know, we look at Jesus, and he went through a heck of a lot of stuff. And you were mentioning that that's that was a pretty thankless um, job, you know, of being the savior. Now we realize what he was doing, so hopefully we're a little bit more appropriate in our Thanksgiving, and we observe the Sabbath. But back when that was happening to him, I don't think people really understood the gravity of the situation. Hence his words: "Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do." And we still don't know what we're doing. If we truly did know, I think we would stop sinning. Yeah. You said that uh, complaining is not allowed in my profession, <laughs> but it still happens <laughs> a lot. I was, trying, time. I was trying to make you guys look good. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell a, a little story. Um, all right. So, so I've been on for for. Not that long, but it's been going on two years, like pretty soon. That's a good while. I've uh, I've been around the block, you know. I've I've seen a lot of stuff, and I've done a lot of stuff, and experienced a lot of stuff, and, and etc. So I, I kind of know what what's going on. And uh, same complaint about uh, that I used to complain about, like you know what, some of our par- our partners are pretty lazy. You know, we find narco, and nobody wants to step up and write the paper or book the evidence or 
X, Y, and Z, right? You name it. And uh, so the other day, there's this guy who's been there longer than me, way longer. And he was complaining about, you know, just writing paper. Like, we have to write a criminal report. And there's like a lot of steps to it, a lot of, a lot of different paperwork that we need to do and get it signed off by, by the, the floor sergeant and like all that, right? Booking the evidence and what have you. And uh, he just started complaining instead of working. And I told him, bro, I'll take care of this. I'll make sure that this person gets this done and this done. And I just started assigning things to everybody. In other words, delegating. You know, and <laughs> what this guy didn't want to do was uh, assign things to people that had seniority over him. And I told him, bro, like leadership, and I'm going to sound like the Jocko podcast, but leadership is delegating stuff up and down the chain of command. Your title, your position, your rank, it doesn't matter. Like if something needs to get done and you can't do it all on your own, delegate, bro, instead of becoming this complaining adult. And I've seen people throw tantrums when they have, when they get assigned a criminal report from a sergeant. <laughs> Not in front of the sergeant's face, but they're like, wow. oh, and this is near. And it's like, dude, shut up. Like, I'll help you. Just stop complaining. You're a grown man. Like, just let, let's figure this out. And, you know, everybody wants to be a deputy until it's time to do deputy things, right? <laughs> and same thing goes, it doesn't matter what profession you're in. If you can't do it all on your own or it's faster to do it with a team, start assigning things. Start delegating things. And obviously, there's a way to ask. Be like, hey, bro. I need your help booking this evidence or I need your help, you know, doing the crime analysis. I need your help, et cetera. Please help me with that. That's it. Most of your partners, even if they're lazy, as long as you give them a, a, a tiny slice of the pie, they'll be like, you know what? It's not a lot of work. Cool. Let's do it. Easy. Easy. Same thing with the house chores. Like, hey, you know what, babe? I can't do this or you do it better. I need your help with this. You do it this time and I'll do it next time. Whatever it is, divvy up the work, make it simpler for you. Um, if you have other examples, please, by all means. But I guess that was it. That was the example, you know? Let's not, net, let's not add to the problem. Let's be part of the solution. Like life is not that difficult. Let, let's, you know, get over yourself. Yeah, and that kind of reminds me of, uh, of, uh, I, will, I was thinking about, you know, the king, the king himself, Jesus, who did stuff in the face of adversity, who did stuff in the uh, in the face of the afflicted, the brokenhearted, the sick. He jumped into action and he did what had to be done. You know, you're speaking about delegating and doing this and doing that. He healed people who were uh, who were higher ups. You know, he healed the children of people that were that were in the courts of kings. You know, he he did a lot of healing of people who would have killed him you know and and i was thinking about those stories and i was thinking about it as you were speaking about delegating up and down the chain of command and all that stuff it's like he healed across the board you know and even i even healed from a distance you know there was one one case in which a, a person from the court of herod was um was was asking jesus to heal his son the son wasn't there so he just told him yeah go back home he'll be he'll be fine 
And he got a word from, from one of the servants saying like, oh yeah, the kid is healed. Like the child was healed from a distance, you know, it was kind of cool, kind of a cool story I, I heard. And uh, I heard, read, um, and we probably all, if we've been to mass all our lives, you know that the scriptures kind of repeat themselves in cycles of three years and so on and so forth. So you've heard that one at some point of your life. And it's just one of those examples that you're like, okay, stuff needs to get done, get it done. And that's it. You know, if nothing can be done about it, then it's not worth complaining about. Why? Because if you can't do something, and this, this is the wisdom of our older brother, Miguel, who at some point in, in my life, I remember him saying, you know, when you can't do something about a problem, it stops being a problem. And you know when the right time to complain about the problem is? Never. Because mm -hmm. if you're complaining, you're not doing something about it. If nothing can be done about it, then don't complain about it because nothing can be done about it. I mean, that, what's, what's the point? You know, we can control what we can control and what we can't control. Well, it stops being a problem because problems have solutions. If it doesn't have a solution, it's not a problem. I'm thinking about other stuff to say. I'm like, I don't have a story about this. You know, I think we've all, we've all been through enough suffering and enough problems that we're like, okay, you know, like either something or someone can help me with the situation or it's just, it, it's not a problem anymore. You know, I can't do anything about it. I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to take it and, you know, and hopefully learn a lesson from something that can't be solved. Out of respect for this person, um, I'm not going to say who it is, but let's just say somebody that I know. Uh, they they uh, they recently had a, uh, him and his wife recently had a miscarriage. The baby was still born. Uh, I think it was like five, six months when the baby, they they, they got the baby out. And it was a life for like 10 minutes or something. And then like, that was it. The doctors asked him like, Hey, uh, do you guys want to hold the baby before we, we take him away? He said, yeah. And they held him and, and they, I, I don't want to, you know, speak for them. He wanted to hold his, uh, his baby boy. It was a little boy. I guess for some type of closure or whatever. And that was it. Like they took the baby away. And he didn't complain. I know he cried, but he didn't cry in front of me when he was telling me this. And, you know, if there was a time to complain about something, even to God, that was it. Of all the things that could happen to a person, I think that would be a time to be like, you know what? You get a freebie. This guy, no complaints. At least not to me. He's a man of faith and, and he, he prayed and his wife prayed. He's not Catholic, but his wife is. So they, they, they prayed. God, I didn't even know what to tell him. So I just listened. And I remember that the day he texted me, I, I, was, I was about to start a 16-hour a, a shift. And I was just like, man, that knocked the wind out of me. So I couldn't even imagine like what he was feeling. And I didn't text him until like the beginning of my other shift. And I was like, hey, bro, something along the lines of like, hey, bro, um, uh, sorry for the late reply. I, I just, it, it caught me by surprise and I'm working a double and I didn't want to think about it too much because I knew I was going to cry. And that, that was it. You know, oh, I, something like, oh, I, I'm, oh, I'm praying for you. And he knows I pray for him. Um, and yeah, it doesn't matter what else he said. He was like super cool about it though. He's such a, 
<laughs> such a sweet man. Um, but, you know, nothing, no complaints. And uh, fast forward to, to a couple of days ago, uh, he told me that, that they're uh, five weeks pregnant, but obviously he hasn't told anybody because, you know, the, the hurt from the last one is uh, still pretty, you know, the, the cut's still pretty, pretty it's recent. Pretty fresh, yeah. And um, yeah, but right now, like I'm, I'm, I'm praying. I, I pray the rosary every day with um, my wife, and but now it, 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 we added another intention, and we're not necessarily praying for for this life to to bloom. You know, we're, we're praying for wh whatever it is that that God wants. It's some heavy stuff, man. Some heavy stuff, because I don't know how we'd take it. Because, like I said, like of all things to complain about, I think, you know, he 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 gets some leeway here, but he still doesn't complain, and his faith is still pretty strong. So that's, I, I'm just so so thankful that I have men like that in my life. You know, like that that that's so, that's living proof that God's love is abundant and I just need to trust him. It's pretty heavy stuff. And, and like I was saying, you know, I don't know, I don't know if I, if I said it before or if I'm going to say it in the next series, but, but just, uh, just a little, little while ago on, uh, early January, it was, uh, it was my son Tommy's birthday and I came home from work and, and Vivian and the kids were were seated uh, right in front of the fireplace on FaceTime with uh, with Nana, aka well, not the kids Nana, but with my with my wife's Nana, and they were saying their goodbyes because because they were gonna unplug her. Uh, they she was very sick, and and it was it was time. It was just time. Um, so I walked into that scene, you know, coming home from work and it sucked, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? What are you going to say? Nothing at, at that point, you know, like my wife could have complained about, about losing one of the people that raised her. Um, kids could have been complaining about losing their great grandmother, but no one could do anything. No one can say anything, you know, and what the heck was I going to say? I just walked into that scene and I'm like, I knew what was going on. So I figured, oh, it's happening. Like it's real. And sadly, sadly, our church has leadership that's, that's cowarding in the face of, of an illness, you know, and, and it was hard to get someone to go and give her last rites. And so we can, we can complain about things, you know, and, and the thing is like, we're not saying like, it's not, it's not good to get stuff out of your chest. Now, if we go back to the story of Job, Job was so solid about things, you know, the Lord gave, giveth, the Lord take, the Lord taketh away, you know, God gave this to me, God can take it away if he wants. But at the end, you know, when stuff really hit the fan, you know, as he kept on getting hammered and hammered by tragedy and loss and illness, the dude eventually said, hey, Lord, what gives? You know, what's up with this? 
And God didn't, God didn't admonish him for, for complaining. You know, it's cool to vent sometimes. Because you know what? Sometimes we need to let off a little steam in a healthy way. A lot of people tend, tend to blame God for, for stuff. You know, and we forget that, that evil exists. Suffering exists. And God didn't create the evil. You know, the, the, the wisdom that, that we get from St. Augustine is that he, he saw it better to allow evil to bring about a greater good. Whether or not we have the wisdom to acknowledge it, whether we, or not we have the wisdom to see it. You know, the king made it that way for a reason. That's, that's, what, we, that's what we have to deal with, you know. And the, the thing that I, find, that I find interesting is that the people who get the struggle, get the struggle they can handle. I'm not saying don't be empathetic, don't have pity on people, don't try to help them. I'm saying God has some pretty strong warriors. You know, your friend is a very strong warrior. That's why God gave him that struggle. That's why I gave him. That's why God allowed that struggle to befall on him and his wife. Can you imagine what she's going through? Like, it's crazy. Like, a lot of times life is going to get crazy and there's nothing, zero we powerful men can do about this situation or any situation that, that comes to us where, where you can't bring someone back to life. You can't stop something from having happened already. You know, and so when we talk about complaining, it's not, it's not so much that we can't say, dang, this hurts. It's that we, we need to watch what we're, what we're saying, you know? We need to watch how we're doing things. Because there's a difference between venting and whining. You know, and one of them gives to despair. The other one gives everything to God. There's nothing, nothing that's too heavy for our God to, to help us with that load. Nothing too heavy that, that our God can't heal. Because like you said, you know, it's God, God did not create all that evil that, that lives in the world. And granted, you know, the examples that we gave, like, there was no evil there. It's just things just are sometimes but, but there's no burden that that our lord can't like help us heal from i'll, I'll save a this story for another time but there, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that that i can complain about or be jaded about just because of the the stuff that i've seen and the people that i that i deal with mm -hmm. murderers and child molesters and how we have to stay professional you know put our biases aside and just be professional it, it gets hard sometimes man it gets really hard especially if they're being a, a little extra these guys and they're being extremely disrespectful and wanting to fight and what have you and like you know sometimes i feel like clint east would go ahead and make my day dude because even if if i don't win that fight like there's gonna be 10 20 of my partners there within seconds all i gotta do is put it out on the radio and they're there and it's not going to be a good day for that person but it's not even it's not about that it's about all the 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 stuff that goes on in our hearts whether you want to complain or you want to be angry about something you know god basically told job like who are you you know where were you when 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 i was creating the universe you know like you don't know my plans you don't understand like what a strong thing to to tell your your child you know and yeah. it's not like like tough love it's just like dude like you don't understand this 
I know it hurts, but it's there to serve a purpose. And it's not necessarily that, you know, like that, oh yeah, it, it's okay. Cause, cause God's going to give Job a, a, you know, a better looking wife and, and like better kids. <laughs> you know, it's not about that. Cause not every story has a very happy ending, you know, in, in worldly terms, it's what we allow God to work in us, within us rather. It's hard, dude. You know, and to your point, it, it, it's never mind. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm just rambling now. Oh no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm following in the rambling. You know, you're saying it is hard because it is hard. You know, it, it it's hard, but, but, but then in, you know, we we come back to this to this idea that you know we can whine about it, we can ask why, or we can you know really ask why, because God's not going to give us an answer to the problem of evil. You know, He didn't. He never gave Job an a, an answer that would satisfy us. No. You know, Jesus never gave us an answer that satisfied us, but he was the answer. He showed us the way to do it. No, this is why Christianity was called the way, because the king showed us the way. He wasn't going to challenge us to do something that he wasn't willing to do himself. You know, he put himself through suffering and he wasn't asking why. He was showing us how to suffer. He was giving us an example. It wasn't enough to hear a story of suffering, a poem of suffering of the Old Testament. The devil's going to be there. He's going to rear its nasty, ugly head into our lives and try to make, uh, try to make us suffer when and not have a purpose. You know, because that's that's the worst of them all. You know, when we suffer and it doesn't have a purpose. I, I read somewhere that that one of the saddest times for the angels is when we go to mass and at the offering, we're not sending them up there with our sufferings, with our with our offerings. You know, when we're not offering up our family, our sufferings, our joys, our everything, you know, during mass, it's like how much suffering, how much stuff goes unoffered to God. You know, and we've all heard the sayings, you know, let go and let God or like pray until something happens or what, whatever little clever sayings uh, Christians have, you know, like we, we, we have a lot of slogans, but at the end of the day, it's like right now I have a, I have a friend that's going through something and, and there's nothing that he can do about it. No, he lost someone. I'm not going to say much. I'm not going to say names, but it's just, it, it sucks. You know, there's certain situations that just flat out suck. And at this point, you know, I'm, I'm, whenever something like that happens, I just tell people, you know what? Sometimes it sucks and it's okay that it's not okay. It's not, okay, you know, that's not okay, but it's okay that you're not okay. Give yourself permission to let life suck sometimes and to feel like crud because it's part of the suffering and because we're not going to shun away from it. You know, we, we've used the phrase that's often used in the military, you know, embrace the suck. Yeah, it's easier said than, than done, right? Yeah. But when it's there, like we can whine about it or we can we can ask why about it, like we're little victims or we can ask why about it, like we're people of purpose. You know, because there's people that are going to need our testimony eventually. There's people who are going to need us to to know that we can't do anything about it, to shut up and be there with the person suffering with them. Letting them know that they're not suffering alone, letting them know that, you know, maybe you've gone through something similar. Maybe you've gone through suffering as well. And there's something to be learned from it. That's all I got to say. I agree. <laughs> I agree, bro. Um, I mean, we can go on forever and never, but I think this is a good place to just remember that we're praying for you guys. 
and you're never going to walk through through darkness by yourselves no matter what like you have these two mexican dudes <laughs> from <laughs> southern california that uh that are always praying for you every single day you know the novenas are there the litanies are there and so just just pray along, you know, try to follow along. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, you can see those things, you know, every day being posted. That means that I'm praying them right before I post them. And if I forget, it's being prayed for anyway. I, I'm just a dumb bud who forgot to post it, you know, one day. Yeah. And I think I've only forgotten like twice. So it's not that bad, you know, but still, I think I owe it to people to, uh, to get on it a little bit more, you know, because we are praying, praying for you and hopefully with you. You know, and you can continue to pray for us. We pray for you. Ferrum. Ferro. Aquitur. Emotional damage!